Welcome to Dr. Jonathan Shaw's podcast, Power Moment. Today you're going to get wisdom and insight on life, ministry, and business. We're excited to share this episode with you. So please enjoy the show. So today I want to talk about a pretty broad topic, and that topic is leadership. Now, I know that you've heard a million things about leadership. There's a million and one books written on leadership. There's so many uh, pieces of material that's out there on leadership. So you may ask, Dr. Shaw, why would you do another podcast on leadership? Well, because leadership is important and imperative in our life. I don't care where you are in life, you are affected or you are a leader. Somewhere in your life, leadership affects your life. It's school, it's church, it's home, even on the business world, especially in politics. Leadership is everywhere. There's nowhere you can go and you're not experienced leadership. You experience leadership among the animal kingdom. You experience leadership everywhere and in every aspect of your life. Leadership is expressed. So you cannot really talk about this topic too much because it is everywhere in our life. So let's go further into leadership to really understand what it is. Uh, When I went to look to define the word leadership, it's really not a good definition in the Bible Bible or the dictionary for leadership. You really got to dig a little bit deeper. So when I look for leadership, I was reduced to go to look to leader. And then looking at leader, I was reduced to going looking at the word lead. So let's define the word lead so we can really understand what leadership is. The word lead means to cause to go with one by holding them by the hand, a halter, a rope, while moving forward. To hold someone by the hand, to move them forward. It also means uh, to be in charge or in command of something, to have the first place in something. It also means to have or experience something, to lead. It also means the noun definition of lead is the initiative in an action, an example for others to follow. That was powerful. A position of advantage in a contest or first place. You are the leader between the rest of the contestants. So when we look at the word lead or leader or leadership, we understand that it's dealing with the first, the one that's in front, the one that's moving something forward. And so we then get to understand very clearly that leadership is quantifiable. It is about quantifiable movements or measured movements forward. If you're not moving anything, you're not leading anything. Leadership is about moving something and particularly moving it forward. So let's look deeper into this because leadership at its core then, therefore, is about influence. Who's following you? Who have you influenced? Who have you convinced or persuaded to go in the direction that you recommend or that you have pointed out? That's leadership. It's all about influence. If nobody's following, you're not leading. If no one's behind you, you're not leading. So you've got to really look at your life in the areas that you are influencing others or pointing the way out for others or you're being influenced by or someone is pointing out something to you, then you're being led. But there are so many areas where you are a leader. Let's take that a little bit further to really understand leadership. It's really all about leading yourself. Now, you can't lead anyone else if you don't lead yourself. 
You have to first be self-led. When you look at the Bible, uh, the Bible says that God made everything in five days. He created the heavens and the earth, the, the ocean, the fish, the birds, the air. He created the land and all the cattle that was on the land. And the Bible says on the sixth day, God made man in his image and after his likeness. And how did he do that? It says that he formed man from the dust of the ground. He breathed into his nostrils. Man became a living soul. When man is up and running and functioning, God gave him a a job. He gave him uh, a responsibility. And that responsibility was, watch this, to control or have dominion over everything that crawls, everything that swims, everything that flies over the entire land. I thought that was ironic because he told the first man to be in control of the land. But guess what? That's exactly where he made the man from. He made the man from the dust of the ground and then told him to control the ground. If you want to look at this symbolically, I would think or suggest that God was telling the man, if you're going to control the earth, you got to control yourself by controlling the very substance that you were created from. You've got to have self-control. If there is no self-control, ladies and gentlemen, you will lose control. If you've got to lose control to gain control, you never had control. But the only way to get control is through self-control. You can't lead others. You can't lead anything. You cannot lead anyone until you first lead yourself. So leadership is all about leading oneself. I also want to deal with something that, in my personal opinion, that there's no such thing as bad leadership. Now, I know you've probably heard that term before, but as I begin to look and examine leadership and different types of leaders and different styles of leadership in different sectors of life and different sectors of our world, there's really no such thing as bad leadership. All leadership is good. In my opinion, all leadership is good. Now, I know before you shut me off and before you argue and debate me, I, I know you may see, but there are some horrible leaders out there. Well, in my personal opinion, those are not leaders, if you see someone and you call them a bad leader, I would suggest to you those aren't leaders. In my opinion, bad leadership is an oxymoron. There's no such thing as a bad leadership because leadership, all leadership is good because it's moving things forward and there can be nothing bad about moving forward. So bad leadership is oxymoronic in nature. Therefore, all leadership is good. Now, those other types of individuals, they are manipulators. They are illusionists, <laughs> where it's an illusion that something good is happening or something is moving forward, or manipulators, where they trick you into believing that you are moving forward or you're moving the entire uh, object or company forward. And then there's even tyranny, where they rule with an iron fist, they're tyrants, they're narcissistic, they're mean, they're nasty, they're always angry. Ladies and gentlemen, those are not leaders. They're manipulators, they're, they're tyrants, they're illusionists, but they're not leaders. There's no such thing as bad leadership. You could be following someone that's not a leader, they're a tyrant. You could be uh, suggested uh, to go in a certain place by someone, they're not a leader. They could be a manipulator. And you've got to understand the character traits that go along with those to really understand the depths of leadership. Can we go a little bit further with this to really understand uh, leadership? There are three different types of leaders, and I think that this is important for you to understand the three different types of leaders. There are managers, what's also called servant leaders, manager leaders. There are visionary leaders, and then there are coaches. So there's managers, 
visionary leaders, and coaches. Those three are the three different types of leaders. Uh, managers are also considered servant leaders, who they are actually under a chief leader, but they serve at that chief leader's uh, respect. And so you got to understand which one it best describes you. Are you a manager? Will you simply manage a system? You manage something that goes on on a regular, uh, a systematic movement, like in a warehouse, there's a system, there's a there's a, a, a line where things happen over and over the same way, and you simply have to manage that system. That's called a manager or a servant leader. Then there's visionary leaders. That's the type of leader who actually see the end of a the thing. They, they see the entire picture, the big picture, not just that one system, not just that one mechanism, but they see the whole big picture. That's called a visionary leader. They're looking for something in the future. They don't really have hands on onto the things that uh, go out throughout day to day, but they're moving things forward. That's the visionary leader. And then there's the coaches. The coaches are the types of leaders who encourage you and motivate you to make a move. And they encourage you and motivate you. They're not really hands-on, but they, they're, they're looking at you and they said, do it this way, do it that way, go that way, go this way. Because you're going to reach a certain goal when you do it. They're really motivating you and pushing you and encouraging you to keep going. Now, with the three different types of leaders, there's also different styles of leaders that I think is important to recognize here. And the different styles of leadership is there's the micro leader. leader. Well, you know, you call them the micromanager. There's several different styles, and some of them, their style is micromanagement. They hands on. They're over your shoulder. They're making sure that it's done right. They're very focused on what they said was supposed to happen and the way it's supposed to go. Those are micro leaders, and I think it's important that you understand understand if you are a micro-leader or maybe you are managed or supervised by a micro-leader. And if there's micro-leaders, guess what? <laughs> there's macro-leaders. That's another style of leadership. The macro-leader is very hands-off. They kind of just say, just do it this way and point it out for you. They're not in particular with the details. They just lead from a distance. Those are the macro-leaders. And then there's the democratic leaders. Those democratic leaders that say, hey guys, what do y'all think is best? We're going to all uh, have a a company party, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to the barbecue joint or do you want to go to the sandwich joint? And they kind of have a voting process. That's democratic leadership styles. And those are great styles. They work and they operate in certain areas of life. Then there is the transactional leader. The transactional leader, usually uh, most coaches use this style of leadership. It is a transactional leadership style that says, if you do this, then you'll get this. It's somewhat like pay or compensation for making, again, those quantifiable movements forward. It's transactional leadership. And it's, it's rewarding individuals for moving and doing what they were asked to do and going the way and the direction that they were asked to go in. That's transactional leadership styles. It's a good style and it works for some. Then there's the transformational leader. Yeah, the transformational leader who's looking for you to make changes, who's looking for you to make major adjustments. Most visionary leaders operate with this style of leadership. They're looking, they're looking for transformation. They're dealing with the details because they want to see something transformed. They want to see something different than what it's ever been. They want to see it change its uh, 
position, change its place. They want to see its change its traits. It's all about transformation. And so there's transformation leadership style. And then there is, last but not least, the uh, bureaucratic style of leadership. Those are those individuals who go through the red tape, fill out the form, fill out the paper, answer the questions. It's the first step, second step, third step, fourth step, fifth step. You've got to go through the steps in order to see the change that you're going for. And there's some leaders who are bureaucratic in their leadership style. All of these styles are different. They have different traits. They have different responsibilities. And they work best in several areas. Here's what you don't want. You never want a visionary leader in a coach's spot. Or you don't want a manager's leadership style or leadership type in a visionary spot. And I think we often have that in life where we have a leader, they're just the wrong type of leader for that particular company or that particular organization. You have leadership and you are a leader, but you cannot necessarily lead in this context. And it's important that you have the right leader in the right context. Just because you lead in a classroom doesn't necessarily you could mean you can mean lead in the organization of the Fortune 500 company. Because you can lead at home does not necessarily mean that you can lead in the church. You've got to make sure that based upon your leadership type and your leadership style, that you are in the right leadership spot that's going to bring the best out in you. And I think that that is extremely important that all leaders must understand. Last but not least, I want to deal with you with some things that drives a leader um, or some questions that you got to ask that drives you because sometimes leaders lose their edge and they lose that oomph that's needed to continue to lead. You got to ask yourself, what drives you? What disturbs you or what do you disturb? Those three questions I think are very key in leadership. What drives you? What disturbs you? And what do you disturb? If a leader is not driven, then the leader is not leading. Something has to drive you. Something has to make you get up in the morning. Something has to make you get out of that house. Something has to make you uh, get up and move from where you are. It has to be bigger than you. If it's not bigger than you, then you don't feel compelled to lead in it. And then what disturbs you? Sometimes people are motivated by the things that are wrong or the things that are in error or incorrect. That drives you because it disturbs you. If you're not disturbed by anything, you, you're without passion. And sometimes that means you're without compassion. Passion is causing you to be disturbed and, and, and you don't like it and you want to fix it and you want to repair it. That's leadership, ladies and gentlemen. And then what do you disturb? Every good leader disturbs something. Every good leader disturbs something in life. They mess something up. They jack something up. Whether something is out of place or it's out of order, leadership brings it back into place, brings it back into order, and that's a disruption to things that were out of order. I think these things are important for you to really understand leadership. One more point I want to make, and I'm going to pray with you because I want you to begin to maximize in your area of leadership in your life, even if that's, if that's minimum, you're leading your own life. I want you to deal with the quotients of your leadership. The quotients of your leadership are three areas. Your intellectual quotient, your emotional quotient, and your adaptability quotient. It's called IQ. EQ and AQ. The IQ in leadership is your intellectual quotient. You literally got to have some information. 
You must operate with a level of intelligence. Now, some intelligence can be formed through experience, but you've got to have a level of intelligence in your level of leadership. Your leadership is going to require for you to be competent, be smart enough, be intellectual enough to know information and know how to apply correct and proper information. You're going to need to know what you're doing. I always tell individuals, if you want to master something, you should read at least 30 books on that topic. At least 30 books. Those of us who are spiritual, not only must we read 30 books on that topic, but we should also know 30 scriptures along that topic. So your intellectual quotient is built when you're reading information and you're constantly divulging yourself into the data on said topic of leadership. And then your EQ is your emotional quotient. Sometimes people lack leadership because they're too emotional. And leadership and emotions do not go together. It's like oil and water. It doesn't mix. When you're emotional, you move according to the realms of your feelings and your emotions, and those change all the time. But leadership moves according to vision. It moves according to systems. It moves according to goals that need to be met, and it gives direction to how to achieve those goals and meet those goals. If you're emotional, you're not able to do that. Your emotions sometimes get in the way of your leadership style. Your emotions don't allow the world to see the leader that you are, because you're just too emotional. Now, I'm not just talking about crying and sobbing. I'm talking about uh, things that either disturb you or things that you enjoy, times of celebration. I'm even talking about the things that has happened to you and you still have trauma based upon that occurrence in your life. That's causing you to be emotional and it is compressing your leadership style and it's suppressing your ability to move your organization forward, to move your team forward. To move whatever it is that you're leading, in order to move it forward, your emotions are causing you to lack in those areas. And last but not least, the adaptability quotient. The adaptability quotient says within leadership, you have to change. Because leadership is all about adjusting and making changes and adapting to new environments. No matter what you look at in life, Leadership has always been there. From the beginning of time, leadership has been there. 2,000 years ago, leadership has been there. Leadership is here now, and once we all are gone, leadership will still be here. Surviving the time is true leadership. To know how to adjust the company, to know how to make certain moves in the family, to know how to make certain decisions in your church, to take your company from an antiquated company and system to now a modern, new age, thriving system is adaptability. Can you adapt with the times? Do you see where the times are and can you tell where they're going? That's called adaptability. And true leaders know how to adapt to new times and new seasons. If you can operate properly with your IQ, your EQ, and your AQ, your intellectual quotient, your emotional quotient, and your adaptability quotient, you can survive good leadership. This is some basic things that I have to give you today and share with you about leadership. And if you're lacking any of these areas, I want to pray with you. And I want to pray that you begin to lead yourself, that you begin to lead that company, that classroom, that church, lead that family the way God has ordained for your life. And that you begin to see quantifiable movements forward into progress because of your leadership. Or maybe you're under leadership. And when you're under leadership, I want you to have proper fellowship. Can I pray with you today? 
because I think things are getting ready to change for the good in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now for everyone that's listening to this podcast. They needed to hear this word. And my prayer for them today is that they would begin to be affected by the leaders in their lives. Their lives will change and transform and they will begin to achieve goals because of the submission to the good leaders in their life. Father, my prayer is the area of their life where they are called to lead, that they would rise up from the ashes and the rubble of their past, that they would rise up into the mandate and they would take courage and they would move into those realms of leadership and that they would take charge and they would move with authority, they would move it with intelligence, they would move with proper emotions in place, deliver them and set them free from anything that binds them or hinders them or holds them back from being the leader that you called them to be. Father, whether it's in the home, in the classroom, whether it's in the company or in the church, I thank you right now that their leadership is arising to the occasion and it's moving forward the company, it's moving forward the church, it's moving forward the family, it's moving forward those students, it's moving forward themselves. And we praise you because as it's moving forward, you are being glorified thereby. And we thank you and we praise you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you today because God is our leader. Christ is our leader. We shall never be defeated. Go forth and lead. And I want to encourage you to lead for God's sake. God bless you. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining the Power Moment today with Dr. Shaw. If you'd like to seed into this ministry, just click the link in the description to give now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe and share it with your friends. Remember to let every moment be a power moment.